Good morning and welcome to episode 18 of Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece. I am here with Samantha Fidelius and Jennifer Cavani. Good morning, girls. Good morning. So we have with us today someone near and dear to my heart. Uh, we have champion weightlifter, CrossFit box owner, Tam CrossFit in San Rafael, Michelle Mifsa. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So exciting to see you guys. Good so morning. picture this. You own a gym. It's all indoors. And the pandemic hits. And I actually think, I mean, I, I think that the two businesses hit the most, right? Restaurants and gyms. So you're shut down completely. People can't set foot in there. And um, you have to figure out how to make this business work. And you were, you guys were one of the first that really came up with the, hey, let's work out in the parking lot um, idea. So uh, now you're getting people to show up at five o'clock in the morning in the pitch dark to work out in a parking place. So how'd that go for you? <laughs> Pandemic. Just kidding. Um, it was, you know, just like everyone else. It was a struggle, but we just had to keep our heads high and keep pushing on. And I think, you know, that is what everybody did. That's how we got through this. And it would have been so easy just to go to the dark place and woe is me and what are we going to do? But the people were counting on us. The people wanted to work out. As long as the people wanted to be there, then I wanted to provide something for them. So. I, I wanted to go to the dark place. I wanted to, I wanted to do the woe is me really <laughs> badly. Um, but there, you know, having, having a place to work out, if it was even a parking place under a, you know, a street light, like that was in the, in the beginning, and through a lot of it, that was the only sense of normalcy that a lot of us had. Yeah. Yeah. And that was exactly how people felt. They were like, for an hour a day, they could come to a paved parking lot. <laughs> it's like the bar went from, you know, what's the fanciest gym you could be in to like, what is the least amount that we need to actually get the work done? And, and surprisingly, we needed so little, we just needed each other, which was all it came down to. And I think that's what everybody is realizing through what we all just went through. And that's such the important part about a gym too, is the support you get there. It's like everybody can do push-ups in their living room, but are they really gonna do it? No, they need the support of members of a gym or a coach or someone to help push them along and keep them accountable. So it's that accountability aspect, I think, that helps out so much. Yes, very true. And the community, I think of, I mean, I'm a Pilates girl, so I have the studio that I go to. And I think, you know, with the COVID and the Zoom, you're home and you're like trying to work, figure out how to lift your leg high. And you don't have like the girls giggling in the corner about how, how their body hurts. And so I think that community of, of, of people doing, you know, doing this thing together is something that's so great. And, you know, to be able to provide that as a service and a business, I think is a really cool just business model in general, because you provide so much more than just the, the actual, you know, weightlifting or, or squats, so to speak. It's, it's community. And that's, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's so much more. And it's the fact that you're all in it together. You're all suffering. You're all, you know, 
I'm working out with the person next to me and we're both just in the same, oh my God, this is so hard. And then it's done and you're like, oh my gosh, that was the best thing ever. <laughs> you know, but you don't get that feeling on your own, just as you're saying. And yeah, the, the community is what kept us going. So what was your most surprising uh, outcome with trying to facilitate this um, outdoor COVID workout? Was there anything that surprised you about it? I think the fact that we did need so little. I mean, we had access to all of our equipment, which was inside. So we were pulling a lot of weights outside, which was a great warm up. Um, but really, we just needed each other in a parking lot. And it's kind of like that. If you build it, they will come. We, <laughs> we didn't really have to build it. The parking lot was already there, thankfully. Um, but we just said, hey, this, this is what we're going to do. And, and we did it. And it was, you know, just the start of the owners then saw that we were out there and they said, oh, we'll just take the parking spots right in front of your place. We can block them off for you and you can use that. So we were no longer trekking 45 pound plates, you know, half a block <laughs> to the parking oh lot. We were able to go right out in front. So, you know, from just trying, from testing the limits of what we could, I want to say get away with, but it was perfectly safe. Um, grew this, look at what we have provided for you. So, well, and, and a jacket, and a, like we needed jackets. It was, there were mornings it was fucking cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where there was thunder and lightning. And I, yeah. I just remember the barbells with the thunder and lightning. And I'm like, okay, you guys, if we see one more, we're going to put the barbells down. <laughs> oh my God. You know, things that never happen only during a pandemic would there be lightning and barbells in Marin County. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I want to de demystify the concept of CrossFit because I, and I will be the first one to admit, like when I hear CrossFit, I'm like, oh my, like I just kind of like get all nervous about it because as a fitness program to me, it seems like it's only for like these just bulky, Intense. like hardcore. And then Fleece started doing it and I was watching her body transform. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm doing CrossFit. And I'm like, she would not be the person I would think would be like doing CrossFit. Um, and it's changed her life. And so what is it about it that's so scary? And then what is it about it that's so awesome that really people gravitate towards? So that is a fabulous question. And, you know, the stuff we see on most of the stuff we see online, like when they have the CrossFit games happening, these are the professionals. These, it would be like saying, oh, I'm not going to, I don't want to be a runner because I can't run like, you know, the people who run the hundreds and 400s and 800s. We're talking, the people that we see are the ones that are being paid to CrossFit and that is their job. We are just looking for a casual workout. And the reason why it is so successful as a casual workout slash community is because just as we talked about before, we're all suffering in it together. And it is that camaraderie of being in something so intense together and then coming out the other side to where you're like, oh my God, we made it. Everyone, we made it out okay. <laughs> so yes, the workouts are strenuous. They're as challenging as you want them to be, you know, depending on your, your ability 
depending they're on customizable right you can absolutely customize them yeah. to your own abilities and still yes. join a class full of many different leveled uh athletes exactly so we could have we have a you know 27 year old in class and a 77 year old and they're doing the same workout but they're not doing the same weights they're not doing you know the same intensity level Right. Well, and even every move, and this is what I always tell people about it, every move is customizable. You can do, my favorite, the, um, what do we call them when, when I do the push-ups with the straps on the pull-up bar? Death? <laughs> yes. Sounds like death. Push -up. Yeah, no, they're fantastic. <laughs> like, I will do push-ups or, like, sit-ups with an ab mat. I, I, sit-ups and I did not like each other ever until I discovered ab mats. Nice. Yeah. So every, everything is customizable. It's. Everything. But, um, you, you know, Michelle, you are, you are, I, you're kind of my weightlifting girl crush because you uh, are an amazing weightlifter. I have this dream that I want to be able to lift a bar that bends when you pick it up. It's not going to happen. Just <laughs> let, let me just put it out there. But I think it'd be cool if it did. Um, but that, that's kind of how you got into this, correct? Uh, yeah, well, I did. I so I used to go to the gym all the time. I loved weights, but it was so odd to me to think that I was just going to sit there and do reps and reps and reps with weights for no reason. Then along came CrossFit. I think I took my first CrossFit class in 2006. And I was like, oh, this is what you do with weights. Like you, <laughs> you move them around for a reason. You move them around to get stronger, but for some reason it all made sense. And then through CrossFit, I found uh, Olympic weightlifting, which I, I've competed in uh, since, oh my gosh, so long. I think, I mean, I was 35 when I started Olympic weightlifting. So, so that, last year. That was... <laughs> So last year. <laughs> last year. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was, uh, I'm 49. So that was a long time ago. And I was considered a master when I went into weightlifting, which was great because I happened to be strong. So it, it kind of put me further ahead than I would have been if I was, you know, 30. <laughs> is, is a master's an age group? Correct. Oh. Correct. So what age group, what age group are, am I in now? I'm 53. Am I like old people age group? No, you would still be a master's, but they go through from age category. So oh. through five year increments. So 35 to 40 and then 40 to 45, so on and so forth. And then you get to 50. And then, and then Stacy's <laughs> level of legacy. She would put yeah. her in the legacy category. <laughs> so yeah, Michelle, let's talk, about, let's talk about, let's, let's dig let's open up Pandora's box here and talk about body image because someone in the fitness field sees a lot, I'm sure. And I think society really puts a black star on women and body image and like how we perceive ourselves, how we're projected, how we, you know, just where we're at. It's, it's a frightening place, I think, for women and young women at that about what the expectations are of how we're supposed to look. Um, what are your thoughts and feelings on that topic? Such a great question. How long do we have? No. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, the part of the reason why I think CrossFit slash working out is so great 
is because it gives you confidence. And for me, it gave me confidence to where I could feel strong and it was okay. So I was never a stick figure growing up. I definitely had body issues as a young child. Like we're talking a seven-year-old, which is so ridiculous, but this is real world, right? So I remember like my thighs would touch together in the middle and I hated it as a child, which, which saying it out loud seems so ridiculous, but this is what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So the idea that you could be strong and not look like a stick figure and still be beautiful, I think is something that is becoming more and more acceptable. Um, the, the world of, you know, seeing Venus on the cover of a magazine unairbrushed as like a real body, seeing cellulite on people <laughs> not airbrushed as a real body, like this, this is real life. Well, and just having cellulite doesn't mean that you're not strong too. It's no. just, it's a body composition thing. It's not like you can do CrossFit and still have that. It, it depends on your genetics, really. Absolutely. And, and it's just, of you know, in, in the media, we don't see unperfect things. And so mm-hmm. this, the, the visual stimulation of always like, oh, that person is, you know, quote unquote, perfect because... XYZ. The more we get real people in the media, real bodies, you know, everywhere. And I think Athleta is doing a fabulous job of their catalogs. Like there's real bodies in there and you don't have to be, I mean, a stick figure is not necessarily a healthy figure. Mm -hmm. So I think just getting, getting past the idea that, you know, skinny is the way to be is, is not what we're striving for anymore. We're striving for health. It bumps me out though that at seven, you had this issue with your thighs touching together in the middle. Okay, you're 49, we've already said that, so I'm not saying anything out of of school. Totally. Um, So here we are 40 years later, and we still have seven-year-olds that are freaking out because their thighs are touching together. So to me, nothing's changed in 40 years. So how do we ever get to that point? We have Athleta and we have, Venus and we have, you know, cellulite and like we're showing it, but it still doesn't feel like it's changing. Um, I think, so I was never into sports as a child. I tried, I tried everything <laughs> and I just, nothing was like, oh yeah, that's fun. Um, but obviously through finding CrossFit, through weightlifting, just, you know, not feeling insecure about myself was what changed all that. So I think, you know, for the children, like, do we, can we keep our children off of Instagram? I don't know. Um, But if they have, if they have something they're passionate about sports wise, physically, I think that is a good start. But I think we need, I oh, think sorry. Too, no, no. But I think it's like the the what these young girls are, and I've got two, eight, and a ten year old. 
you know, and they're not on Instagram, thank God yet. But the things that they're, you know, what I'm seeing on Instagram when I'm looking and I'm a 40 year old woman and I'm like, this is unrealistic, unattainable. I mean, I can put a filter on my face that makes me look like a completely different person. And that's what these young kids are seeing. And with bodies, it's like, I will, I will give credit where credit is due. And every now and again, the Kardashians sometimes will do something that I'm into. And like good, good American though, is Chloe, Chloe, the one Kardashian I like. Um, she has her, her good American, which is a company that she founded or is behind. And if you look at the way that they sell their jeans, they're all different sizes for all different women. And it's the first time I've ever seen a company really show a curvy body. Cause I'm a curvy girl. I'm not a, like, you know, I'm not a stick figure. And so I always have problems finding jeans that'll go up over my ass and that's just where I'm at. Um, but it's, it's, I think that the mainstream media, yes, definitely getting into it more, but also we as women educating our younger girls about like, Hey, you know what? You're going to look different and you don't need to all look the same. And you know, all bodies are different. Um, it's, it's a, it's a hard task to really fulfill because I don't think we're all on board. We're not. We, we need to stop celebrating like the, the super thin Hollywood. What like it just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how we ever get past that, but that, that celebration and that sort of pedestal needs to go away before we get to the point where people are like strong bodies are beautiful. Large bodies are beautiful. Curvy bodies are beautiful. It's, um, you know, and, and, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I struggle with it every day still. Well, people like Venus, you know, I mean, she's doing a great job kind of advocating for the not twiggy, but super athletic. She's won, you know, so many times we can't count and she's, she's not the typical twiggy model but she is absolutely beautiful in every single way and she is an athlete and i don't think anybody would argue with her about that you know they had uh i was listening to an article with ashley graham who they deemed a plus size model and it's like she's not like dude she just looks like normal a normal woman um and she was actually saying like stop calling me a fat plus size model because i'm not i'm just a regular woman who maybe doesn't fit the normal standards of whatever modeling is. Um, and then Vogue recently just put Gigi Hadid on the cover, like right after she had a baby, which I thought was a great, you know, you know, forward moment because here's a girl who was Twiggy, who's now like, you know, a normal sized human being. Um, and they were kind of highlighting her, but again, it was like post, you know, post baby, you know, there was a little flair to it, but I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is, but it's a problem. Pretty sure her post baby is not the same as my post baby. <laughs> I agree. Okay, I agree. Because I I had a baby and I still look like I was fifty weeks pregnant when I walked out. And I was nobody like, told me I was going to still look pregnant when I left the hospital. Nobody told me that. <laughs> no, no, I don't know why they don't tell you that. Because it's not like you just fire it out and then you walk out like wearing your jeans that you rolled in, you know, yeah. pre prego. No, I'm just putting it out there for anybody who's listening. When you have a baby, when you leave the hospital, you still look pregnant. And you and you no. have and you have mesh panties, okay? Then nobody tells you about that either. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, the dirty secrets. Oh my gosh! But you know, growing up for me, I was always a muscular girl. I was a gymnast, and so I had these muscles, and I was very thin at the same time. And I was like picked on because I was so tiny and short and, and all of that. And so I think the, the body shaming can go both ways. I was super athletic. I 
you know, did all these amazing tricks and, and things like that, but then, you know, uh, you still get picked on. So we definitely have to change how we're teaching our girls to look at their bodies. And I think that, you know, the CrossFit is, you know, such a great avenue for doing that because there are people of all ages, of all musculature, of different body types that can get a very good workout and maintain whatever that perfect body is for that person. Um, and so I've actually taken a couple of CrossFit um, and I was like Samantha, I always thought it was like for these super uber athletes, but I found that for me, it was actually nice to kind of feel like, oh, I can do this. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be so rigid. Yes. Customize it. So Michelle, with opening up a business, what was the scariest thing when you decided to like do it? Like open up a gym? What was like the one thing that you were like, oh my God, I had no idea. <laughs> um, well, obviously the financial aspect of it, that's, that goes without saying. Um, and then one of the hardest things for me to, to understand or to accept at this time is, you know, people come to the gym, you're such good friends with them. They're a part of your daily life. And then they just leave. <laughs> and usually they leave because they've moved away, right? So they're moving away. But nobody told me that the hardest part of owning a gym would be actually losing friends. Like all the time I'm losing friends. And we hope that we've made a difference in their lives. But um, it's certainly, it doesn't get easier. It doesn't get easier. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. You, do you find that you lose you know, people that come to the gym for, you know, it's probably a multiple reasons why they do that. They move away, they become physically unable to do that, whether it's an accident or, you know, something that, that makes, you know, lifting weights or doing CrossFit not, not uh, possible at the moment. But um, that's interesting that that's something that you noticed um, that you don't like and, and, aren't used to yet because I would think that would be like kind of a normal turnover thing. Um, it's because we have such a connection with, with our members there. Yeah. We literally are like a family and then, you know, somebody leaves and you're like, there's, there's a void. You're like, Oh, so-and-so used to work out right there. I remember their spot. <laughs> so I like, yeah, that, I, don't, I like that you care about that. Yeah. It's I very, don't think that's very different. Happened it's different than like walking into, a, you know, a 24 hour fitness or the Bay club or, you know, Oh, let me go work out. It's, it's, um, it's a group and you, you know, you get very attached to your group. And even like for me, even going to a different time, I didn't like, you, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know these people. I don't, where, where are my people? Like my people are the people that are good, that go the same time I do. And like, I, I, I got to the point where I felt like I couldn't even go at a different time because it was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, or you, I don't work out. Or you get the energy, the energy of this, the, the group, the, the little pod, if you will. And then you get somebody else in there and they're like, not, not as fun or they're not into it or they don't like to talk or they don't laugh. And you're like, I don't know that this is the right time for you. We had that. We had that with our Pilates group. We had an eight thirty Pilates crew. We were rowdy. I mean, Pilates is supposed to be like all calm and zen, and we're just swearing and throwing shit around. And some people just aren't into that. 
and that's fine. They don't need to come at that time. And don't come at 8.30. Right? This is not for you. Okay. You go at noon. You go at noon. Um, so do you have employees or is it just you? Like, how is your business set up? We are set up with independent contractors. So we have, yeah, uh, five coaches that are all independent contractors. And they're all vested and they're in, you know, bringing, do they bring in people or like, how do you, is it basically. How do you get new members? How do you find new people? Uh, We have tried advertising before and it does not work. It is word of mouth. So most of the people come from word of mouth. Um, I do try to ask new people when they come, how they found out about us. Mostly it's Google and, you know, reviews on Yelp, which is great. Those that use Yelp. And um, yeah, that's it. Most, most of, I was so surprised during the pandemic that there was so much moving. We got, you know, many of our people moved and then we did get new members that are new to the area, which, you know, I think maybe because the whole shift of, you know, working remotely that really opened the door for a lot of people. It's well, been on the news though that California has had like a, a extreme exodus. Uh, I was going to say since the media will have us believe that people are leaving California in droves and last one out turn out the lights. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then yet yeah, you're seeing people moving to the area and new new arrivals. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. And are you noticing, um, like San Rafael, I know, has had its fair share of businesses leave and uh, vacancies. Are you noticing, like, businesses are coming, like, it's getting vibrant again? Or are we still kind of working towards that? I think we're still working towards it. As, as you said in the beginning, that I think feel like the restaurant and bar industry had it, you know, even worse than us because we did find little workarounds. Um. But I think, I think people are just waking up. I will say people are very excited to get back to working out. And the last two phone calls I had were people talking about their mental health and how they said they need to do something because they're feeling it mentally more than anything. And, you know, I don't want to get into the conversations, but it's a real thing. So Mm -hmm. I think coming out of this more than anything, right, we're looking at CrossFit slash group classes as being a place for socialization, for normalization, for mental health, as well as physical health. Yeah, some more support of the community and all of that. I do think that's a big piece of it that that gets lost that people don't even talk about as, you know, the benefits of. And I think over the last year and we got to stop saying year because it's been more than that now, but year and change, um, it sort of a lot of us have realized that there is a big mental health piece to that exercise and nutrition and in that arena. Um, from a CrossFit perspective, is there is there a nutrition piece that should go with it that that shouldn't go with it? Like, what do you what do you guys talk about amongst yourselves of of pro CrossFit people? <laughs> well, I when somebody new comes in, I never say, okay, you're going to change your diet and you're going to start this whole new workout routine because it's a recipe for failure. So you're going to start with baby steps. 
you're new to CrossFit, you're not used to working out, you're going to come three days a week. That's, that's our goal for the first month. You're going to come three days a week. You're going to see your body changing. Uh, you're going to want to eat better because it just, they just go hand in hand. Once you start working out, you realize how good your body can feel. And it's almost like you want to treat your body <laughs> like you would treat a friend, which is amazing. <laughs> So, um, yes, then I feel like after, you know, three months, if you're like, okay, I'm ready to change my nutrition habits as well, then we start to get into that. And again, I start with baby steps because you might not need to count your macros if you're going back for seconds every meal and you're snacking throughout the day and you're eating less than optimal foods. We could, you know, choose one thing. We could choose the easiest thing to fix and we would start by fixing that. Okay, you're not gonna go back for seconds. Nobody needs to go back for seconds. That's just gluttonous <laughs> and unnecessary. So, you know, we would just start depending on the person of how to easily refine their nutrition habits to set them up for success because we're looking at a lifestyle change, not a quick diet change. Okay, last question on this. I, I always hear this. Abs are born in the kitchen, not in the gym. Is that true? I would have to say yes. Oh, God. Fine. What did you say? Amps? Abs. Oh, abs. Abs are created in the kitchen, not the gym. Ugh. Whatever. Ugh. We make them. We make them strong in the gym. We make them visible in the kitchen. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. better. That's better. That's better. Oh my gosh. Um, we've had a great 30 minutes already. I can't believe it's over because I have so many questions for you oh, that wow. it's not even funny. But we want to thank Michelle uh, for being our guest today from Tamalpais uh, CrossFit. And thank you to our inspired listeners for spending time with us today. Uh, we hope you pulled a nugget or two out of this chat to help you get through the week. For more inspired, please follow us on Podbean, where you can find our new episodes every Monday at 10 a.m. We're looking forward to sharing more grown-up girl talk with you in the next week. Until then, be inspired. <laughs> <laughs>